1: Fun, 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 Christmas fun,
2: fun, 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 fun. I'm feeling positive, nothing Great. bad and has ever happened. Action! Welcome to a new season of Artists That Work. It is season four, episode one. I am Ra Petherbridge.
1: and I am George Alexander Thompson. We are so happy to be back. This is our Christmas episode, two thousand twenty-three.
2: Yeah, it's a year, two thousand twenty-two. We're not chronological. Just no.
1: I... Oh, we're not supposed to say what year it is, yeah, but no. But we should mark should. The, the important points. It's been a big year. It for has all been. Of us.
2: It has been a big year, George. Queen's dead.
1: Queen's dead. I got married.
2: Um I mean the Queen which
1: is more important there you guys can decide.
2: Well I mean the Queen's <laughs> funeral was my most favorite theatrical event of the year.
1: Well we both worked on it as well. Yes
2: we did. The camera hides.
1: The camera hides at Westminster <laughs> Abbey. That was wild.
2: Okay so if you go to Google and type in the Queen's funeral and look at the front of Westminster Church you'll see these two things jutting out. They're not actually Abbey. That's a bit of MDF. MDF, that we painted to look like the Abbey.
1: Yeah, my yeah. parents have never been more proud of me. I'm,
2: I mean, my stepmother was just ringing all the neighbours in Offaly.
1: We are getting slightly sidetracked, though, because we are, the plan is to do a whole episode about the Queen's funeral. We want to do a blow-by-blow account of the campness of all of those outfits.
2: Yeah, let's go back to that at another point because you're right, it does need an entire That's its own episode. episode. Really what needs. is your news, wrong Well, actually, I'd like to open with a little bit of a caveat of why we've taken a bit of a break um, with a moment of sanity. Alex, can you take us into a moment of sanity? Those lovely chim chimes.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just nice. Um, Is it as good when I do it? Not so much. It's actually
2: kind of grating. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we need a moment of sanity because I want people to know that, yeah, we put the podcast down for a while. Life kind of ran away with me and you getting married and it's okay to put something down.
1: I think we, especially as creators, and I've seen this a lot on social media, people get very frustrated with themselves if they're not putting out enough content for the people who want to be consuming their content and you end up with very very exhausted creators not being able to produce the work at the level that they want to produce it at because they're trying to produce too much or too quickly and you've got to just go "Oh, i'm not doing that
2: no and and that's something i don't want to happen us is to put pressure on this situation mm-hmm. because this is so lovely we're sat here in alex's room which is also a studio having a lovely time full of croissants and coffee and I don't want to jeopardise
1: that yeah. ever. so No, and it's not yeah. worth it. I get, you know, like my Instagram has been very slow over the last couple of months because I've been off doing jobs that I'll talk about in the news section. Um, And you can't, you just can't always produce at the speed that you'd like to. And giving yourself a hard time over it isn't worth it because it will come in its own time and it'll be better work if you've taken your time over it.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we're not job-shaped people. We're just kind of people trying to exist... Grasping at straws a lot of the time, and sometimes it's going so well that we have to put kind of emphasis on the thing that is going well, so we get paid essentially. Yeah, um, <laughs> guess what? That's really important. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we have to prioritize those things. So I just want the message to be, guys, we've disappeared for a while, we're back, and that's fine. And you can do that too. Yeah, don't and especially, ever. Especially,
1: I guess, over Christmas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, disappear for a bit if you need to.
2: Also, we've brought back the Patreon. Should we talk about that?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good thing oh, to news. talk about. news,
2: let's go into the news.
1: Okay, news.
2: News, a bit of joint news is that we've brought back the Patreon because um, I've realised without the financial backing of our patrons this is actually quite difficult to, to keep running. Yeah. Um, so we really need your help and support to pay everyone and all that kind of stuff. So we brought it back at, I've been a bit inspired by Blind Boy because he does the uh, pint, pint, price of a pint or pint of a coffee. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, that's so much more simple.
1: Yeah, I think we really struggled with being slightly overambitious the first time we did it in trying to do art packs and send stuff out and like the admin. I mean, I'm I'm actively like scared of the post office, and neither of us were, were sort of capable enough to. We shouldn't really be saying that, should we? We should. Just we're say, very capable. No, but should we just sign up for Should we just say <laughs> that we should sign up? <laughs> we're overcomplicating the de overcomplication of. The... We're
2: just we want to make things simple. So Come guys, to our Patreon,
1: guys. In the new year, we'll be setting up our new Patreon. Um, this time around, we're just going to ask for £3 a month from as many of you can afford it. It'll really help us keep the podcast going. And we would be very, very grateful for any of your help.
2: Links in the description. Thank you, George. Thank you. Um, do you want to do news or online do news? will I
1: do news? Do you want to start with your I'll news? You've got a little news. cheeky smile like you I want do. to start with the news.
2: So I have been working with one of our favourite scenics, Stella Blackman.
1: She's incredible. She's
2: not just a, she's not just a scenic
1: designer. Yeah, yeah, she's an amazing designer.
2: And she brought me in on a show called The Perfect Show for Rachel and I was like okay, yeah, that sounds like fun. Stanley Hall's bit of painting. It was a joyful set. Really amazing. And then the show itself, when she started talking about it, I was like Stella, this is really amazing. It's about, um, it's about, it is um, the director is Rachel and it's a perfect show for Rachel. Rachel is a care home resident and um, is learning disabled but controls the entire show. Um, it's got closed captioning, it's got BSL, it's got all of the greatness. It's not just for kids, it's for adults as well. Um, Actually, I'd say it's more for adults because Rachel is 31. You know, she's not a kid. Yeah, sure. But it's an inclusive show. So it's a show for fucking people. And it's on at the Barbican and we're going on Friday. We're going on Friday, aren't we? Yeah,
1: yeah, I was going to say.
2: And I've never been so proud to be part of a show in such a long time. I'm really enjoying theatre at the minute um i
1: am um, really enjoyed all of your photos from that because i kept getting it and it just looks like the paintwork is going to be stunning I, i've only seen snippets but it looks like it's an amazing design it's
2: really simple it was built by will at crate 180 yeah um, yeah, yeah lovely dogfish isn't he
1: yeah. yeah yeah dogfish studio
2: um which you can find on instagram he built this set that was really easy for us to move even though it was fucking ginormous because it's in the bar well, it's in the pit of the Barbican. Um, I found the whole thing really easy to work on. Um, I'm in a lot of pain. I've got chronic pain, so like my back is killing me. But I was able to move everything really easily. It was accessible for the feckin' scenics. It's it's accessible to everyone, and more shows need to be like that. Yeah. And I just think it's a really pioneering um, concept, and Zuko, who are the company that are doing it, just need to be watched, because they're doing good stuff. So that's something I'm dead proud of, and Really happy to be involved. Nice. Well, we can get
1: some pictures of it this weekend and put them up on our Insta to show you guys. Yeah,
2: because we're really good at posting on our Insta.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get better in the new year.
2: At artists that are working. Insta.
1: What's your next bit?
2: My next bit is um, just loads of my best friends is being married. And that's not usually big news, but um, Calistan and Evie, who live over in Dublin, Calistan, we went to school together He's a trans man and Evie is a non-binary finery nice. and they got married. It was, I forget how important that is. And even though we had a great time and the band were playing and like it was so rock and roll, we everyone got together and it was just really fricking cool. I forget just how much we've managed to move forward um as a society in particular in Ireland and then um i don't know somebody else i know got married and um
1: oh my god it was okay. was, was 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 that uh, was that me oh my Ali? god was <laughs> you? <laughs> you got married we did get married um yeah that was cute what
2: fuck off it was really
1: really amazing okay talking
2: about moving forward the most important thing for me about your wedding was the fact that it happened in a church
1: yeah we had a pretty um we had a pretty incredible um, conversation, actually, with Father Nick, who runs the St. Giles Church in Camberwell Green. Um, he's a gay priest. Um, he's married. And, um, yeah, he really supported us and spoke to us about what it meant and what he could say and what he couldn't say based on the rules in the Church of England. Um, we, were, we were formally legally married in the town hall before the church service because you still, as gay people, can't get married in a church by the rules of the Church of England That's so, wrong, so he it? blessed the marriage, but the language that he used was very clever and he um he really did a lot of hard work to try and make it as inclusive as possible for us um and it was a really inc- it was an incredibly special day it was uh it was kind of mind blowing to i mean it sounds mad saying being a part of it, but actually being the focus in in that kind of situation is is pretty awe- inspiring to feel that amount of Love, love, and energy coming from people. It was it was really intense. We had a great day. It was nice. It was fucking okay. It was really cool. wasn't and it? you took some great pictures. <laughs> thank you for 3, the photos, three thousand
2: pictures. <laughs> and a big shout out to Joe as well. Joe Joe Hobbs.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Joe, oh Joe Hobbs. Thank you so much for helping in the church because obviously Ra was one of my bridesmaids, so um, had to be in some of the pictures. So Joe, um, very nicely
2: stood in. Joe
1: stood in his camera, and that was just. I mean, in everyone, everyone who's involved. Emma Habisher made the rings, and Isla Campbell made my headpiece, and like, oh my god, you you did all the photography, and Rasheen wrote a poem.
2: We we sang a song for you everyone as you sang, walked down the aisle. Oh
1: my god, that was wild. <laughs> oh, that was really cute. Oh, it's lovely. oh, I'd love to record that at some point. We
2: can record that. I could get the band back. We got a nice. band together. Me, Callista Kazuko from episode three or four of season one. Um Rosanna Turberg and Fifi Human.
1: Yeah Um It was wild.
2: Yeah, we we were in a band. We were in a band. Yeah. Um and what else happened?
1: Who am I missing? Amber did my makeup and Rose Rasheen Um Jesus,
2: don't start thanking everyone for me. No, your I know wedding. you
1: can't. I can't, but I know <laughs> but yes. It's a bit of a list. Laura did flowers, um, Amber did my makeup and uh, a beautiful reading. Rasheen did a poem, you did camera. And, I was in the band as well. And oh you're God. in the band as well. Yeah, the no. band were incredible. Okay, well, I can't. I was this isn't an Oscar
2: It's like you've forgotten about me completely. I was really, let's not go here. Let's <laughs> not
1: do this because I can already feel uh, like 500 <laughs> people coming in. like, why?
2: Not at all, George. Um, Everybody was so happy with the day.
1: No, do you know what? And it's just, it's nuts. Like even thinking about it, it was just... Um, it's
2: quite overwhelming, isn't
1: it? It was really overwhelming. And it was just uh, incredibly special. And as you say about um, Cal and Evie, being centred, as queer people, being centred in what is traditionally like a, a heteronormative space.
0: Which is
2: something that you have to hide historically. Yeah, yeah, but the
1: ownership and the power that you feel doing it, like I really felt like, yeah, we can do this. Like my I, my community can enjoy this as well. Like it was...
2: A wholesome day. It, yeah, it was yeah. amazing.
1: And this beautiful, like um, uh, a guy came up to... um. One of Al's friends who's an opera singer, he's probably in his sixties, I think, came up to me and was like, Thank you in your speech for mentioning the people who fought before you because it really meant a lot. And I oh was gosh, like, I was like, We just have a moment for your because- speech. Oh my god! It was crap. So
2: no, it was wonderful <laughs> so because because I got up and did a speech and delivered it. It was fine. And then George got up and he was like, oh, "I can't believe I'm here." And ever since I was a little boy, and you just got it out, but it was like you you just had big old tears I could, in your yeah, eye.
1: Like, and everyone who Everyone who did a speech was very very good at uh, public speaking. I'm not. Like, you did. I just fell yeah, to but you
2: delivered every single note, and you did. Thank, Thank those people that fought for all the, all us beautiful queers. Oh, I get yeah. goosebumps when I think about it because yeah, they did fight day. for us and we were able to publicly celebrate with your parents in a very traditional way a beautiful thing. Yeah.
1: And you were so right about what you said about your wedding is that both my parents saw the group, the collect, the, the sort of our, our extended family yeah. and went, oh, you make a bit more sense now. Yeah
0: like it's re- like
1: intro like if i can like maybe one recommendation is i have always kept quite a lot of my friends away from my parents because i've wanted to protect them and i haven't wanted to alienate my parents yeah and actually i think if i'd introduced my friends to my parents a lot sooner i would have had a better relationship and a more understanding relationship from my parents from an earlier age so if you're worried about it, maybe just tentatively introduce a few more of your... God, does that make that's sense? That's
2: a very good point because this comes off the back of my father, my late father, bless him, um, coming up to me at my wedding, taking me aside and saying, no, I understand it now, you're an artist
1: and there's loads of yeah, you. Yeah, there's loads of you. Yeah. Because your parents, I think sometimes parents can look at their kid and be like, oh, we've got a real fucking weirdo. And then actually... George! No, but it's true. That's, it's, I think that's true. Yeah. And, If you actually go, here's some of my community, and you know, talk to your community, talk to your friends first and say. Turns out
2: your friends are probably going to be really nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends were great with my parents and were just like, hi, you know, and my parents realized that we're not all. I don't know.
2: Yeah, me and your dad geeked out about uh, trache- yeah. tracheoctomies. And so he has traditionally
1: <laughs> not loved people with bright green hair and tattoos. That's, so he did really, really well. I think it was amazing. <gasps>
2: That's my other little bit of news.
1: What's your other bit of news? Uh, tattoos. Oh, my God. So, Jodie. for
2: years, for years, I have um, wanted to get right and left or R&L tattooed on the right sides because I've never been able to tell my left from my right. Actually, I don't care. If you don't like it, fuck you. This is for me. And it's absolutely changed my life. It's it's within the five days that I've had them. I'm like, oh, a lot of pressure from yeah, feeling yeah. stupid, you know, like worrying. Am I going to get it right? Mm. General confusion, I'd say, is down about 3%. Yeah. So it's the best decision I've made for a tattoo in my life.
1: I think, and I've never, I've never meant it maliciously, but when we're working together, I will quite often say to you, no, the other left, because I'll be like, oh, it's on your left and you'll reach (laughs) to the right and I'll say, no, the other left. And I think that's from a movie. But you have always struggled with that. And I think giving yourself space and allowing yourself that time to go, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Like, it it doesn't matter if you literally need to write it on the back of your hands so that you know where shit is. Great, go for it. And they're beautiful. They've been done so nicely. I got it
2: done at an angle, like not straight down my arm. I got it done so when I put my hands up, it's straight to me. Yeah. Um, I'll post a picture on the Instagram so you can see it. But anyway, got that tattoo, sorted me out. Next one I'm going to get is centimetres on one hand and inches on the other because fuck, if I can remember that.
1: Talk to me about the photo shoots.
2: Fuck yeah. I did a photo shoot of Flora and Fauna tattoos at Flora and Fauna on Instagram. Um, a lovely bunch of queers, um, a friend of yours from and Amber's from the beer industry called Jodie. She's a great tattooist there. She's pretty new but she's very good um she's been tattooing about a year or so really nice lovely people i'm going back
1: yeah yeah it's really really cool
2: i've got the bug again
1: but also that's your scene and i'm well she's designing me one she's gonna get a moth to go on my leg
2: you love moths
1: i'm obsessed with moths
2: clothes eating eating are.
1: No, just like the big beautiful like oh, the nice you ones. know, I've taken some mushrooms and I've got a sarong so I look like a moth, that kind of vibe. Um yeah, that's totally you. You know
2: <laughs> So yeah, I've been doing theatre and the odd photography job just to kind of fit around my life as a single mum and stuff like that. You have been doing telly.
1: Yeah. Um I've been working on a really amazing job recently. I've been working with um the lovely team at Create 180, uh headed up by Sophie Irish. Creative director. um, Creative director who's been art directing Michael McIntyre's big show which will be out by Christmas I think. Um, And it's just been an incredible group of us uh, working up at the Drury Lane Theatre the Theatre Royal where Frozen is normally on. Ooh! So, but it's wild. So on a Sunday night I love that theatre. they have to ship the whole of the Frozen set out of the theatre. All the vans come with the Michael McIntyre set and build it on Sunday night. We film on a Monday. It all gets ripped out on a Monday night and then they start the Frozen show back up on the Tuesday evening.
2: Holy hell. So it
1: is literally just like boom, 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 like get set in, get set out, move stuff around, make it look nice. It's it's a really, really intense job and it's it's packed, you know. Like the, the, Do they have audience in? Yeah. So oh, it's okay. A, it's a full audience in the theatre and then the entire camera crew and then all of the art department and then all of the stage management crew. It's it's the most. It's probably the the biggest thing I've ever worked on.
2: God, to think it's one been really man fun. offers all of that employment out.
1: It is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible, and that much entertainment. Like millions of people tune into this show, and um and it's brilliant. It's been really really fun, but solid hard work. Like it's quite intense.
2: Well, thanks, Michael but, yeah. Mack, for uh, creating employment.
1: Yeah, it's really it's a That's it's a lot. fun it's a fun show to work on. Definitely, I love it. Yeah, so we wrap it up. Well, there's yeah next week, but
2: uh, so um, I've been working a lot in theatre. You've been working a lot in TV. Yeah, who wins?
1: It's such a. I spend my life thinking about this because bouncing between TV and theatre, I think TV, you often have bigger budgets, but you have shorter time frames. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes the the bigger amount of money is just because you're getting stuff in more rapidly and you don't have time to build it or be as ingenuitive about where you're getting stuff from and where you're sourcing stuff you just buy what you need instead of buying something else and adapting it but then theater is probably of, more magical yeah. and the love is more like involved Not to say that love doesn't go into the TV stuff. It really does.
2: Talking about, like, loving theatre, though, we have been working on a theatre show together. Can we talk about Conrad's Milk Teeth?
1: Oh, my God, Milk Teeth. It's fucking incredible.
2: Um, So Conrad Sharp is a long-time collaborator and very good friend of mine, and his lovely wife, Rachel Sharp. Um, They have a company called Rum Look, and Conrad has written a script called Milk Teeth, a very gritty... One man show.
1: It's really, really intense. We went to the, what would you call it? Uh, read through? Read through. First read
2: through? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's incredible. We did a little photo shoot, promo photo shoot. So watch the Greenwich Theatre. It's going to be coming out there at some point. But I mean, that's a real
1: labour of love. It's a really... Um, that's
2: love. That's theatre love, isn't yeah. it? It's like everything is so cared for. Well, it
1: was the the... He invited... There must have been 15 of us, maybe, to the Greenwich Theatre so that he could do his first read-through. And then his director, Joe?
2: Joe Houghton, yeah. Joe
1: Houghton, Um ran a really beautiful session, actually. I've never been to one before, so I was like, "Oh, this is new and exciting. But Joe asked us a load of questions about what we thought and how we reacted and what we felt and what could be improved on. And it was a really, it was an incredible process to be involved in, actually.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing that we get when we're in theatre is that lovely involvement, that real, you know, every little morsel and cell of this show has been cared about and thought about and we're involved. TV, massive. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're, everyone's a little bit more detached. Mm. And that's why reasoning, when it comes from the top, can seem so frustrating because you're not in that room when that decision is made.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess also you're you're making... Yeah, oftentimes you're because you're not involved in the design process, as creatives, you're Yeah, you're following a plan as opposed to sort of participating in a way that it can is be, more organic.
2: Like weird shit can happen. Like you can be told I was working on a show for the BBC once um and they were just like I was in the middle of painting something and they were like painted blue and I'm like, Are you are you, what? <laughs> yeah and yeah. I had to change a whole flat but to a different colour and a different thing. And I'm like, okay, just don't question it, don't be precious. It's mad. Theatre
1: a little bit more precious. A Little bit more precious. I've had stuff cut from TV, which is uh, devastating. <laughs> you like you you make stuff and you are like really oh, put your whole put your whole heart into making something. And then you watch the edit and it's not made the cut and you're like Well, I, you know, I, it's, it's that's something that I've really worked on this, particularly this year, is, and it is, it's a level of detachment. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not taking it too personally. It's It's not your art. It's saying this is someone else's product that they've commissioned. I've made their product for them. They no longer want to use it. That's not my problem. Like the, whereas in theatre, if that happened, like if you if you designed something in a theatre show and then they took it out of the show. I think that would hurt a lot more. But then that still might happen.
2: I mean, it's unlikely to because the budget is all, always the, just on the floor. It just happens a lot on TV. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, and I,
1: didn't re- I didn't think I realised how much it happened. But stuff, you know, like... There's more
2: you, money. They can do more cuts.
1: Yeah. yeah. But also, like, even we did, um, we did a reality TV show last year. Mm-hmm. And we did all this beautiful black background um, design and scenery and kind of stuff in the distance. Mm. When they edited it, it was all very, like, face frame. So a lot of stuff got edited out just Oh my by... god
2: the time that we made that concrete wedge with all the moss on it that looked fucking great oh my and god, then, then you, they lit you it. couldn't see you couldn't ah, see it.
1: That was sad that was really devastating
2: Yeah but we still have pictures of our gorgeous concrete because block Because
1: it was beautiful. it was like being down I don't know at the beach where there's a concrete block sticking out of the sea
2: Yeah Yeah, we we make, guys, a lot of our most triumphant work will never see the light of day. Never see the light of day. (laughs) (laughs) We've made a lot of convincing rocks out of MDF. What is
1: nice is that I think a lot of, um, there was a huge, outside the theatre the other day when I was working on McIntyre, there was a huge truck and it was a set um, recycling company. And they basically was anything? Set swap, recycle. No, no, no. That's like a Facebook group. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a like a it's a proper TV and film company that go around and collect useful bits of props and name? set. God, I wish I could remember. I literally it was so late at night and I saw the thing. Um
2: let me Google it.
1: But yeah, they go around and they basically they they pick up useful bits of set and and recycle them. So I think companies are beginning to get better at not actually
2: reusing, sticking it. sticking
1: stuff in the skip and actually reusing stuff.
2: It's really on a lot of, there's a bit of a groundswell at the minute. I'm, I'm noticing from the scenics, from just people involved in the industry, whether you're making TV, film or whatever, um, that people are just getting more and more conscientious about how we wash our brushes, how much paint goes down the sink, all of that, like even tiny little things like that. Because yeah. let's face it, it is a bit of a wasteful industry.
1: I yeah, just I'm want sure. to do one more bit of news. Hey, okay, go on.
2: You go on. It's do really your big. news. Come on. You tell. You tell I was everyone.
1: The, I was the lead scenic for the Fennec Christmas window. It was really. It was. Woo! It was really fucking hard work, guys. Um, no, it was What's absolutely Fennec? incredible. So Fenwick is an absolutely beautiful department store, a bit like Selfridges, mm-hmm. but um, started in Newcastle. So their flagship store is in Newcastle. Eight massive windows. Um, And the design that was done by Fennec and Rule One um, was based on Lauren Child's book, Think Like an Elf,
2: which is really, really cute. She's an
1: incredible illustrator. All of the cutouts and drawings and paint effects were based on her book.
2: That's so lovely. um,
1: Which is on sale now. Um, And we went up to Newcastle for a week. Well, we worked in the studio for... Months building it, mm-hmm. and then we went up to Newcastle for 10 days and fitted it into the shop. How lovely! And it was amazing. Is it it pictures was really on your gorgeous. Insta? Yes, but there are pictures on my George Alexander Productions Instagram, okay. um, and on the Rule One Productions their Instagram.
2: Always a big shout out to Rule One, they're such lovely oh, guys. So nice, yeah. yeah,
1: really. That was a really, really special job, and it was very Christmassy, so I, worth mentioning now,
2: oh, yeah, because it's just it's,
1: it's the season. So yeah, coming up to Christmas, what is your favourite thing? I mean, my favourite. What do you want people to get you for Christmas?
2: I want people to get me um, Greek uh, a gender swap Greek myth.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, really our friends
2: Carrie uh, Franzman and Jonathan Blackett have written their prequel, their follow up. The second in the series of um, yeah. Gen- gender swap fairy tales, of gender swap Greek myths, is available in all stores now. We're actually going to do an add-on episode that will come out around the same time as this, um, where we were at the launch. So have a listen into that. But yeah, get me that.
1: Yeah, I already I have mean, a copy.
2: Get somebody else it.
1: It's it's such a special book, and again, you know, Carrie's illustrations are world class, next level, unbelievable, magnificent.
2: Read the reviews and, by The Guardian and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I mean, the article
1: in The Guardian was amazing. And they're really they're beautiful stories, you know. The the Greek myths are really, really interesting stories. And it's um it is worth introducing your kids to those stories when they're young because yeah. they, the the imagination that it gives you, you know, the, the spark of interesting concepts and ideas that you can get throughout that series of of stories is remarkable.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've introduced, uh, like we've been w- watching Carrie and John's journey, um, making these books. They look beautiful together, but also giving them to my son who's six now. It's a wonderful journey. Um, so I would just say, get it as a conversation starter for somebody who you find hard to talk to about gender issues, like yeah. um, your Auntie May or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. What else were you going to say? What do you want for Christmas?
1: Well, I um, my favourite thing and my Christmas gifting is probably two different things because mm-hmm. I've bought myself. I basically, I've overshopped fountain pens.
2: Are you talking about fucking fountain pens? Oh my god! Everywhere.
1: So many. There's so many. I bought an absolutely beautiful one a couple of months ago by a company called Wordsworth and Black, and I got some really like fancy ink cartridges that go with them. Like really lovely, really nice for drawing with. Really high pigment black ink. So like the line in the paper is really nice. Um, And then I put watercolour paints on them, and obviously, doi, the ink isn't waterfast, so it just smudges, and I can't... I bought a lot of the ink, and I now can't use it with my watercolours. So I bought some Parker ink cartridges, Quink ink cartridges. Universal, they said on the box, Universal. Even
2: I know what Quink is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they arrived, and they don't fit in this fountain pen. Shut the
2: front door.
1: But I bought... (laughs) But I bought loads of them raw. I bought loads of them and I don't know how to return them. So, oh, I've, hell, so what I've done is... will oh, just put
2: them in the snug with everything else you <laughs> Well, no,
1: so I just ordered a new fountain pen yesterday to fit the ink cartridges. Oh, Jesus
2: Christ. Is that what we're looking at right now? It's just all this fucking no. fountain shit everywhere. No, so,
1: well, the, that, the other fountain pen that I have with me... How many
2: fountain pens do you have?
1: One on order. Yeah. One from when I was a kid yeah. that I had at boarding school because yeah. we had to have fountain pens. Oh, Wordsworth in black is my drawing fountain we had to have pen. Have a
2: bic. That's our world, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> we we had to have a briefcase and a fountain pen when we were eleven. Oh God! Um, and then the other one, I bought that yesterday at yeah. the art shop because I knew I had this other pen coming, but I still wanted a new pen. So I bought this. It's it's not very expensive. It's like a fifteen quid one, but it's a beautiful calligraphy pen. So you get a more interesting line with that. So we're looking down the barrel of four fountain pens. That's it. you okay, hon? That's a cap. We can't get any more. We're done. That's it. Okay. Unless anyone wants to get me a Mont Blanc, in which case...
2: What's a Mont Blanc?
1: Oh, my God. They're like the fountain pen. Like okay. a Mont Blanc fountain pen. They're, Blanc. they're 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 The one I want, I think, is £350. It sounds
2: like a breakfast muesli. You've Blanc.
1: probably seen them. They're, they're very beautiful. They're very curved. They've got a white star at one end.
2: See, I've Very got action in my hand a paper chase, ball pen, bowl They're pen. They're great. They're really good. They're great. Those it ones. smudges a bit, I will say yeah. that. I, um, um,
1: so yeah, that's um That's
2: your favourite thing. That's
1: my favourite thing is all my fountain pens at the moment.
2: Okay, my, well my favourite thing is fucking painting clothes.
1: Yeah, nice. I
2: just love I did a little girl's room, it was beautiful down in Margate, did the whole roof with this kind of fantasy um clouds in a blue sky with some constellations and i'm just like i just love clouds
1: i really loved that piece i I thought it was absolutely beautiful
2: so yeah my favorite thing's clouds you haven't told me what you want for christmas george
1: i um uh, it's so difficult i my family were very sweet for my birthday i just said i just want loads of oil paint so i got lots of oil paint um and then i sort of realized that i don't have any oil paint brushes, all my brushes are watercolor brushes.
2: George, you can use both brushes for both mediums.
1: I'm not putting my water, I'm not putting my, oh, my fair, I'm not, fair. no okay. way. Um, you're, not, you're not me. I'm <laughs> not, not putting my I'll squirrel just wash hair them. wash brushes into oil paint. Um, so I need some, well, you've got really nice ones. I need some of your um, your hog hair. Uh,
2: Let's go brush... What are we
1: calling them? Should Fetch. We- Sh- Fet- Fitches. Fitches. <laughs> um,
2: shall I take you brush shopping? For I want to go brush
1: shopping for Christmas.
2: I think we're old enough and bold enough now to just yeah. to be going. Here's fucking twenty quid. Go, go get yourself a brush. Go and get Jackson's. a
1: nice brush.
2: Let's go to uh, let's Russell go to and Chapel. Oh Russell. Oh yeah. What
1: let's are they get called? some handovers. Oh nice.
2: Mm. Oh. Yeah,
1: that's what I, the, You know the long ones, the ones that like you. You think why is a paintbrush that long? So
2: you can stand back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so because i because that is something I have. And I did want to talk to you about this. I have been really enjoying painting on canvas in acrylic. And I've not done very many, but uh, the lovely Chloe Bell at Create 180 Mm -hmm. got back from a show and had two giant canvases that she was getting rid of. So I snaffled them.
2: Yeah.
1: And I've done some big acrylic painting.
2: George, yeah, your large scale stuff at House of G.O.T. on Instagram. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah.
1: So I need to push that. So I need to get more canvases, but I need to start making my own canvases.
2: Hot take, Yeah, I would like to do an exhibition, Um, one of me photographing beautifully the process of you making paintings. So one room of our exhibition is your paintings and the other is beautiful photography of the process. Oh, that would be really nice. And in the middle, we hang all of our overalls and boots.
1: Oh yeah, that would be really cool.
2: I mean, let's do it.
1: Yeah, that would be nice.
2: If you're an art gallery out there, would you like to approach me and George? Please give us an art gallery. Just give us an art gallery. We promise we'll keep it tidy. Also, do we
1: just... I just want to find one of those... You know when you see, like, a little shop that's, like, got a really beautiful boxed window frontage Mm -hmm. and a hardwood floor and sometimes there's a little spiral staircase going up to the office and it's probably, like, an old chocolate shop that, like, ran out of money... I want that just as a drawing studio, art gallery, live space, work.
2: Is that so much to ask
1: that, for? That's what I want. It's that's pretty, what you know, I want. that's manifest. Just £5,000 a month in rent? Come on.
2: No, we don't. No, it needs to be gifted to us <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I don't earn that a year at the minute. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think we need two of them next to each other um, with very big bedrooms upstairs. Because
1: I definitely, I definitely, definitely want to do a solo exhibition in 2023. That's something I am
2: We can make that doing. happen.
1: And I think you should do one too. I think we should both have exhibitions. I love the idea of a joint exhibition, but I also want us both to have a solo exhibition.
2: I I feel slightly wounded. Why? Uh, Because you want to do a solo exhibition with me. Don't do anything
1: with me. Um. I mean, you can hand around canapes at my solo exhibition. Can I? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we'll do like a little salmon mousse. Can I dress
2: as a House of Kyoto? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> we can. Do, I can paint your face. Okay, amazing. Okay, no, I'm not wounded now. You've healed me up. Thanks.
1: 2023. No, because do you know what? I was going to try and do one this year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and well, then this
2: year happened. Well, you got married.
1: Wedding. Yeah, it turns out planning a wedding—that's a lot. No one tells you. No one I do- tells you. I tried to fucking tell <laughs> you. No one tells you how stressful to it's you. gonna be. I told you. No, I I always knew it was gonna be intense. But, but you left at the last minute. Anyway. But I'm an event planner, so I was like, it's gonna be easy. I've done this fine. ten thousand times. Yeah, it's when it's when it's your own thing, and you have to make your own decisions, which I imagine similar with the art exhibition thing. If I had to look through someone else's work, mm-hmm. if I had to tell you which pictures of yours I thought should go in your exhibition, I would find that very easy. Looking at my work and saying to myself what I think should go out is very difficult. I've written some poetry, Ra.
2: Yeah, well, fuck what? Yeah. Well, let's have a fucking poetry
1: moment then. Okay, go go first.
2: No, you go first.
1: Are you sure? I'm keen. Yeah? Yeah. Have I not read you this one? Maybe I, I have. I don't
2: know. If you did, maybe we'd had a few wines and I don't remember.
1: Okay. This is my favourite one and it is quite Christmassy.
2: Okay.
1: It's called Green Glitter. Mm. There's green glitter ev- everywhere. It's under my nails. The PVA glue holds it fast in every crack of my hand and I sit peeling it away on the tube. It's on the floor. I flicked it all over the floor of the train. It's bound to be trampled up and stomped into other people's lives. It's fucking everywhere and it's just October. I like the way it feels, the green glitter. I know there's a bit on my eyelid. I can feel it when I blink. It's quite reassuring, I suppose, with Christmas just round the corner. Oh, George, that's beautiful. Yeah? That's great! Thanks! It's true, though. I really like that one. It's true. Yeah, that was a a real-life experience.
2: Wait, didn't you do one... About navy, the color navy or something.
1: I did one about gilets.
2: Gilets, that was it. I thought it was gillette the first time I read oh, it. Yeah. i like I do
1: gilet season. Please do
2: gilet season.
1: Okay, this is quite mean though. So, if anyone is. What is a
2: gilet, by the it's way?
1: A slee- it's, a, it's a quilted sleeveless jacket. Okay. I hate them. <laughs> and if you have a gilet or you're wearing a gilet at the moment, I don't hate you. I just hate what you're wearing. <laughs> this is called gilet season. It's gilet season. Navy blue everywhere, everywhere you look. Sleeves off, quilted, puffed, navy stitching, white shirts, blazers off, button down, watch the crowd, gelée season, hope you're proud. Small breeze, falling leaves, not so cold, but lose the sleeves. Barber jacket, see Jack Wills, zip fronted and no frills. Navy blue on the tube in the office, wow, nice shoes. No snow yet, no make-believe, lose the sleeves, it's gele season. <laughs>
2: Beautiful, George. Who's Jack Wills?
1: Jack Wills is um, a manufacturer of gilets, I suppose. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness.
2: Oh, that's funny. Um, I don't have a poetry but what I have done, um, you know, like Steve the Orange Bag Instagram is your procrastination. Yeah. My procrastination is I have, this is my tagline on TikTok, I've given up everything to become TikTok famous. I used to take a photo. My handle is @ra_petherbridge_real, And um, I've started a TikTok. I'm going to be TikTok. I'm TikTok famous. I'm famous on TikTok. I'm TikTok famous. So wait,
1: do you do your poetry on the TikTok?
2: I do my poetry on, I've done
1: 10, 10 reels. I think they're called reels. Can I not see this unless I have TikTok?
2: I don't think so. I've posted a few of them onto the Instagram that we have for artists that are working. Um, But yeah, I had, I I have tens of views. I'm TikTok famous. So there you
1: go. Is there a poem in there somewhere?
2: There is. um, This is a new one. It's called uh, The News. So I often find when I turn on the news that it's kind of like walking into a very complicated conversation with not a very decisive backstory that's been going on since the beginning of time. End. there you go nice thanks thanks high fives <laughs> it's hard to high five under all the microphones. that was
1: difficult uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's try again uh. Oh my wrist <laughs> oh yeah really hard the, the oh, got sort quite like sweaty hands knuckle. as well yeah, yeah. Let's, go.
1: let's keep to the clicking shall we
2: oh I've got one about scrambled eggs do you want to hear it yes
1: I love scrambled eggs
2: okay Um. so <clears throat> city living number 367 I live in a city There are lots of places to eat in cities and I went to eat in a place in the city recently. I got scrambled eggs. I called over the waiter because I thought there was eggshells in my scrambled eggs but he corrected me. It was actually mould and salt flakes. So I told him, ooh, lovely and gave him a massive tip. End.
1: (laughs) That's such a London thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> be like, I don't like this. No, no, no. It's meant to be like that. Oh, it's delicious.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. City living is really, really, oh, that's great. really fun at the minute. I, so
1: scrambled eggs, now that you mention it, uh-huh. is my like definitely Christmas breakfast vibes.
2: What, with the bechamel?
1: No, scrambled eggs, toast, smoked salmon, glass of champagne, Christmas breakfast. Done.
2: Tis the season, George. I think we should go downstairs and do a uh seasonal cocktail moment. Before we
1: do that, okay,
2: yeah.
1: I just want to do one shout out because it's Christmas. Okay, go on. To the Greedy Peasant Instagram.
2: What's the Greedy Peasant Instagram? So
1: I, I've just I basically I just got distracted during the recording in the recording What like right by, now? Yeah, by these tassels.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But Greedy Peasant is this amazing Instagrammer who is he's a medieval peasant and he's obsessed with tassels and he reviews tassels and he has all this like medieval content in the monastery that he works in um it's it, he's he's brilliant and i just want to say merry christmas to you we've really enjoyed the tassel content throughout the year
2: <laughs> is this him i just typed into instagram greedy peasant he was the first to <laughs> come up he's got uh, 119 followers i think i've seen a few of these before He's a dish. He's a dish. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Sensational.
2: Happy Happy Christmas to the greedy dot peasant on Instagram. Thank you for all the lols.
1: We, I, it's it's my most shared. Sending to friends. Feeling a bit sad. Look at a tassel review. Yeah, that's that's helped. That's that is perfect Christmas content.
2: Yeah, I agree. Okay, I don't know about any of you, but I feel like zero time has passed since 2019. And here we are with what feels like five minutes ago's
1: booze. Wait, we didn't do that. That was last year, not 2019. I
2: know, but it doesn't feel like any time has passed.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were making eggnog just here moments ago.
2: Moments ago. And here we are next Christmas doing a different thing. And you've got last year's rum to add to the mix. So we have, I would say, a... (laughs) Oh, sorry. I would say we have a medium-quality
1: red wine from the Co-op. The reason I got this one, and it's Barefoot Merlot, yeah. is because it is pretty cheap. I a... think in Co-op it was £7, but in Morrison's it's about £6.50 a bottle.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But uh-huh. it's not bad wine. Al and I lived off this in lockdown <laughs> because we were like... We weren't spending, you know, your, your £9, 10 £12 pound on a bottle of wine. We just wanted... Cheap plunk, Everyday wine. And I actually really rate this. It's got a gold medal from the 2021 American Fine Wine Competition.
2: Right, let me crack it and smell it.
1: Um, And I just thought it would be worth doing a Christmas beverage with a cheaper (sighs) liquor so that you can show how how nice it'll taste. And you don't need to use fancy wine for a mulled wine, do you? I'm
2: getting a smell of... It's sharp smelling.
1: And also, what I would say is that don't go and buy those fucking pre-mixed mulled wine bottles that you just heat up because they've got so much sugar in them
2: okay well what should and we they're do really then?
1: what we're doing oh. buy, buy a bottle of cheap wine yeah you know six quid because i looked this morning in the co-op the the mulled wine pre bottle is four pounds fifty this was seven pounds but it's a higher alcohol content and it's better quality and it's not got as much sugar in it.
2: Oh, because you're going to burn off a lot of the alcohol, aren't we?
1: Well, we're going to try really hard not to and that's where our rum comes in because you can sort of top it back up. <laughs> so if you want to pour that into that saucepan that I've got out... Oh, I
2: love being told what to do. Don't read into that too much.
1: <laughs> so I'm putting two star anise in there. Yeah. loop. Put in a cinnamon stick. Yeah. There you go. Hold on. You can choose, there's four in there. I'd put two in.
2: Do I, do I crush them up?
1: No, just stick them in like that.
2: Sorry. You've given me the job of taking these out of the jar and putting them in the pot.
1: Well, what's nice about mulled wine is it's a really easy drink to make. What's my next job? Do you want to cut one of these oranges in half and and juice it? Yeah. So, um, bottled wine, two star anise, two cinnamon sticks, juice of an orange. Fresh orange. You can use, like,
2: orange juice. No, you can't. But... It's horrible. I always wondered why No, concentrated... but that's
1: why, but also that's why when you buy it at stalls and stuff, like Christmas markets, it always tastes really icky because they just put loads of orange juice in it. Fucking
2: concentrated orange juice doesn't taste like oranges. It's fucking weird. I'm going to put
1: in loads of cloves. Okay. So, like, <gasps> almost ten, maybe.
2: Ten?
1: Yeah, just pop them in there.
2: That's going to help with your toothaches, if you have one. Oh, God. Oh, yeah,
1: it's meant to be really good for toothache, It's not Cloves, chew cloves. I think that's just because it'll taste so disgusting you'll forget your toothache.
2: It's got a numbing agent in it. It's like um, so. ye olde lidocaine, isn't it?
1: No pulp, no pulp.
2: I'm fucking trying my fucking best. You're doing great. Thanks. Right, I've juiced an orange before, in a very old school kind of way. Uh, oh, God, I shouldn't be using my broken hand to do this, should I?
1: No, but I think that's, that's good. We can whack it on the heat now. Oh, wait, let's let's add a... Oh, yeah, rum, man. Now, traditionally, brandy. Yeah? But um, we've got the rum spiced rum, and I just think that's more interesting. You know? Like you. We're young, we're hip, we're cool. We're not young anymore. I am still young. Fish,
2: admit, well, I'm
1: middle-aged. Oh, look, that's an actual half-cup measure, so I'm going to put in a cup of rum. First time you've ever measured anything. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to do, if that's half, like a quarter of a cup of sugar.
2: OK, it's for... less than I expected.
1: Well, I think people put in loads with mulled wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need loads of sugar. I don't
2: want loads and of sugar. And you don't
1: want loads of sugar. And as much as I love candy, I think it's probably best to put in a little bit less, and then if people want it sweeter, they can add it, like... Maybe serve it with a bowl of sugar, and if people want more, they can stir it in.
2: Okay.
1: Now, the trick with this is to heat it slowly so that it's got time to infuse all the flavours and that the alcohol doesn't burn off. So you want to use a low heat for a bit of a time.
2: Okay, well, I'll use the low hob. Yeah. there you go. Okay.
1: Cool. Now, that wants to... You want to see the evaporation... But you don't want to let the alcohol evaporate, so it only wants to get to about 70 degrees. Do you have a thermom's? We don't, but we can do it by eye. Okay, we just eyeball it. Well you do have a thermom's.
2: So now Alex if is I... looking
1: around for a thermom's. There we go. Last Christmas I bought a um uh, sugar thermometer for making taffy. And I made I amazing salt well. water. The salt water taffy, it was it good, was wasn't delicious. it?
2: Delicious,
1: yeah. Yeah, I made quite nice presents. I gave some to a vegan for getting it had butter in it, but that was, you know, that's what happens. Oh,
2: that looks delightful. I've accidentally fed so many vegans a bit of butter or a bit of milk powder or just something. You just have
1: to say it's not there.
2: No, 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 you have to try and not put it in there, and if it isn't there, you should probably tell them.
1: Yeah, that's true, or just not say anything.
2: George!
1: What they don't know.
2: We'll actually probably learn this, so don't do that.
1: No, I totally agree. I would George, never.
2: now that we're doing a festive episode, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I'm not big on them.
1: I don't like New Year's resolutions because you're generally, over the years, you're taught to give something up. Um, which I don't think is very helpful. Or try harder. Or try harder at something. I think, you know, being nicer to people and creating more artwork.
2: I think more altruistic tasks. Like, um.
1: No, I've no interest in being nice, like, altruistic at the moment. I want to be quite selfish. I want to get my own shit done.
2: Okay, fair enough. I, I think I'll, I'll put a fiver to... in a phone book or something.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no phone books anymore, but. Oh, sorry, that's my
2: 1959 <laughs> <laughs>
1: On me. You could put one, you could do, I don't know, where could you put, in a library, that'd in that a library would be cute. That would
2: be cute. People still go to libraries, I think. Yeah,
1: that would be nice. You
2: can't put a fiver in a Kindle. No. No, that's sad. Um, me and Phoenix are doing a Christmas play. It's called uh, The Really Annoying Christmas Hotel.
1: Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Can we, I come?
2: Yes, of course you can come. We might be live streaming it. We might not. I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself this year.
1: I think that's the thing. I think New Year's resolutions imply pressure... And pressure is just, it just it's, a, it's, it's a fru- too much. It's a fruitless
2: task. It's like, the world is a really odd place right now.
1: Yeah. Less
2: is more. Simplicity is key. I'm going to try and do less. Fuck that. That's my New Year's resolution. But I think
1: doing less better is always worth doing. Like, don't... I think we all take on too much, and we all try and... This is what I'm going to try and do in December, mm-hmm. is not try and go to absolutely every single party and see every single friend that I've not seen because we had the wedding i feel like i've seen everyone and i don't need to like run around in december seeing absolutely everyone spending all my money going to all the parties and having a miserable i just want to be like chill and go to the studio quite a lot
2: that's really nice i think i will just try and get through things and not really worry about much yeah like just i'm i'm so used to over the years being full of drive and perfectionism Re- it just does not serve me at all at the minute,
1: so. I think it's, uh, yeah, I see a lot of people trying to do that. A lot of people are like, I think frustrated that we've essentially lost two years. So trying to catch back up with everything, but then actually putting too much pressure on themselves.
2: I'd say that's good to go. It looks like it's about to bubble, bubble, toilet trouble.
1: Yeah, but it's not even at 60 yet.
2: Well, I think we should stop fighting about it. <laughs> Fuck. What are we like?
1: Yeah, that's the thing is, it's not hot yet. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> if I did have a New Year's resolution, I think it would be to figure out how to have anger about me. Because it's something really lacking in me.
1: I don't think you should seek out anger. Like, I
2: should seek out a vent or a place to put it. I just can't seem to manifest it and I end up grinding my teeth and picking my skin.
1: Well, I want to take up sword fighting in the New Year, <gasps> so Should if we you go want, together? If you want to come fencing with me.
2: Oh, my God. Do they let people... Did they let...
1: Yeah there's, a fencing, in. yeah, there's a fencing club in Brixton. You can I just always, sign up.
2: I thought it was for, like, royalties.
1: No. I mean, I've, I used to do it at school, but um, I want to take it back up, and I think it's quite a good way of getting out. It's, um, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. I'd love that. Why don't we go to a couple of sessions together, do an episode about... Us taking up fencing. And I mean, then... it could
2: only be hilarious. I'm very
1: clumsy. I know. My and head. it's a lot of like walking a straight line with one foot forward. You know, like it's not it's, it's my, not easy. My Achilles heel, literally. Um, but then maybe that's a really good way to like, you know, get your knees going a bit. Get a bit of strength back. We both need to do some more exercise. And we could like fight, sword fight, sword fight our way into the new year.
2: I'm trying to say I need more exercise. I
1: think we both need more <gasps> exercise.
2: You bitch. We both do. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But oh,
1: exercise is key. I sort of forget to exercise and then I really re- regret it.
2: As a scenic, we had a non-scenic work with us recently. And um, as a layperson, he was like, God, you guys are really fit and strong. Yeah. I think we're really strong. We've got lots of muscles, but our cardio is bad. that's the fucked.
1: thing. Cardio is bad. And also, I don't feel as strong as I was. And I do want to start feeling as strong as I was again. Is that hot (laughs) enough for you?
2: Yeah, that's lovely. Let's have a bit of that.
1: And that's about right.
2: Okay. Let's get some glasses. Fa la 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 glasses.
1: Uh, Do you know what? I've never done mulled wine with a um, thermometer before, but that's uh, if you've got one kicking around, it's a good way to do it. So we've just found these really lovely um, uh, kind of thick glass cups in Alex's kitchen. They've got a cow on them. And we're, oh yeah, traditional milk glasses. And I'm just filling them up with, I'm using my ladle. I'm kind of avoiding, I'm not worrying too much about the cloves, but I'm avoiding the star anise. No, I put one in there actually, that's a lie too. But yeah, this smells good guys. It does smell good. A little, I imagine it's quite strong, so be a bit careful with.
2: I'll take it over to the table. Where you go, but yeah,
1: smelling good. you done to those
2: mince pies? <laughs> okay, I think we should have a little toast.
1: Okay, so, cheers guys, what's your toast?
2: I would like to toast to a year of the queers and um, it just becoming more and more normal and how proud and wonderful I feel about that. And um, I'm very grateful to have you all as friends.
1: Nice, cheers, the year of queers. I like that.
0: What's your toast, George?
1: Um... I think probably friendship and creativity have got me through this year.
0: Stop, you're going to make
2: me
1: cry. So I think uh, toasting to friends and creatives the world over.
2: Oh, cheers. cheers. Make more art. Did you just cheers the microphone?
1: <laughs> yeah, mm. I really did. I felt I, I, I felt you there and it felt so odd not cheersing you. I was like, ah, there we go. Cheers,
2: Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much. And to really? another year of moving forward with artists that work with no pressure and just making it as we do because it's um,
1: lovely. This is really good mulled wine.
2: Yeah, I'm going to put more sugar in mine. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's fair. I um, I really like the spiced rum element to it.
2: Um, I think
1: that's like less traditional and...
2: I don't know if I'm going to finish the whole thing. A nice twist. Right, I'm going to try a bit of co-op, all buttery, um, special, fantastic. They look like nice
1: pastry. They
2: do. Alex going to try some as well.
1: Okay. A good amount of filling.
2: It is costly.
1: I, it doesn't need double cream. Are you custard on a mince pie?
2: Absolutely. Really? hmm I remember the first time I had custard.
1: Uh, podcast's cancelled, um, guys.
2: <laughs> got a bit of booze in there. Um, hold on, let me wash it back with some of this delicious red one.
1: Um Yeah, I would go <coughs> double I would definitely go <laughs> double cream with a mince pie. No, see, circa
2: 1989, 1990, I was in Monaghan town with my cousins, the MacDevitts, And um there was a big ceramic oh God, bowl. Alex. Oh, for fuck's sake, Alex has just taken out double cream. <laughs> Jesus, it's not even one in the afternoon. Um, yeah, it was in Monaghan and there was a big ceramic bowl with a serving spoon, a dessert spoon in the middle. And my cousin Mark's. Oh, have you got little can- bowls? I was my godmother, I don't know, some family member that I love dearly. Yeah. Was like, help yourself, that's custard. I don't think I'd ever seen custard before. I'm going to say that this <laughs> might have been the 80s. And um, I took the serving spoon and took the film of the skin off the top. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? And put it on my mince pie, which were handmade by my nana or my granny. And um, then there was all this delicious milky... Gorgeousness, and I just Anjanuta. filled my bowl with like the delicious, milky, runny gorgeousness. And um, I've never looked back, I've never been a double cream person, but you know, it's a very visceral memory mm. thing. Anything Christmasy like that, me, I mean, as well, having a kid now, it's amazing just watching Phoenix enjoy Christmas stuff.
1: I think it's really nice that a lot of the. Um, the, like childhood associations with Christmas stay with you through adulthood like people will have you know like a full you know people definitely have their favorite way of doing things at Christmas and it can be difficult sometimes especially when you're seeing your partner's family or other people's family or your friends who do stuff differently and you're like wait but we don't we don't do it like that I think people get confused mm. oh that's really good <laughs>
2: Thank you for tuning in to season four. I've had Did a glass we of... Did do
1: an outro when we were downstairs?
2: I don't know. Um, we've mm-hmm. had a glass of mulled wine. We feel great and we hope you do too. Thank you for joining in. If you've listened to the end, congratulations. You're a little bit more loved by us than anyone else.
1: Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It's always really fun doing these episodes. And we look forward to... The next one, which will be our New Year's episode, potentially.
2: I mean, I'm not going to put a timeline on it. Let's just fucking enjoy life. And if we come back to this, great. Yeah. If you'd like to follow us, we're on Instagram. We kind of gave up on Facebook and Twitter because they're kind of evil. So Instagram is at Artists That Are Working. If you want to email us, it's Artists That Are Working at gmail.com. And if you'd like to sign up, please do, to our Patreon. It's www.patreon.com forward slash Artists That Work. Um. I'm really grateful for so many things in my life and it's very clear to me that red wine makes me totes
1: Yeah, yeah, hot red wine. I mean, yeah, totesimosh, but also just like it's... uh... Do you know what? I've normally only ever had mulled wine in the evening and it's a good daytime drink. I'm feeling a nice kind of mulled tipsy.
2: I'm feeling very nice.
1: It's nice. It's nice. Like a mince pie and a mulled wine. Yeah, just a bit. Just a you know, just, just a, a midday on a Wednesday.
2: Midday on a Double Cream.
1: <laughs> double cream midday on a Wednesday. I'm Perfect. just
2: I'm just gonna say that I feel seasonally okay. I hope you do too.
1: Yeah, guys, get out there, and make more mulled wine. Send yeah. us your recipes. Oh we my should God, have send a mold wine. Competition. We should have a
2: competition. Uh...
1: Okay, guys, so what I think would be really cute is if we had a mulled wine competition. So um if you make a good batch of mulled wine with your friends, your family, whoever you're celebrating with this season. Send us um, or tag us in um, an Instagram photo um, with your recipe. We'll try and try all of them. And um, then we'll pick the the best one and uh, send a prize.
2: That's oh, I love fucking sending prizes, especially this time yeah. of year. Cheer everyone up. That's off. cute, right? So yeah. if everyone
1: just tags our artists that are working in an Instagram post with their recipe and their photo, uh, we will try them and send a prize.
2: I think we'd, that would make us really happy this
1: time of that year. That would be really cute.
2: Um. So thank you for tuning in. We've already said that um, a few times. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and um, let's try and pitch match. <laughs> hey, that sounded good. It really did. Deck the halls <laughs> with bells of Holly. la 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 la. Let's try a different one. Okay. No. no, okay, let's not go no, there. Okay, <laughs> let's try a more basic one. Let's try a more basic one. Okay. Jingle
1: bells,
0: jingle
2: bells, jingle all the way. Oh, that's awful. God, no we're not singers, are we? But a one horse open oh. hey. <laughs> I don't know any other ones. Um, um,
1: good King Wentzler.